Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor of Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thanks for joining us today. I know that things are a little different right now. We're uh, not yet back into our church building, but we are making the, the best of it. And today we're actually going to be um, doing this from my house, our house. And the reason is because the message today is about family. And, uh, and I thought, what better place to film today's message than uh, in our house, which really represents our family. So several years ago, when I was a single parent, um, and as you guys know, if you've been a single parent or if you are a single parent, you know those are uh, trying times in your life. But I would spend many uh, evenings and weekends at a, a local park. And we would go there and I'd let the kids play on the slides and the swing sets. And, and I would just kind of sit there and veg and uh, kind of let the time go by, let them burn off some energy, that kind of a thing. Anyway, during one of those times, a friend of mine met me there and uh, she brought her young daughter, who was like three or four years old, and, and my daughter, Anna, was like four or five. Michael was, you know, six or seven. And uh, they were just playing together, having a good old time. And then um, at one point, I remember this pretty vividly. I picked up my daughter, Anna, and put her on my shoulder. And I picked up my friend's daughter and put her on my shoulder. And I was walking across the playground with these two girls on my shoulders. And then my daughter, Anna, started to slide off. And so I immediately moved over and I caught her. And as you can imagine what happened, my friend's daughter just slid right off my shoulder and landed on the ground and bounced there. And I'll tell you what, I remember holding my daughter, Anna, and looking down at my friend's daughter who was now crying because she hit the ground pretty hard. And I, I just like, I don't know what just happened. Well, what happened was this protective instinct that all parents have. And I just moved quickly without even thinking to protect my child, even at the expense of this little girl. Well, later on, I remember a time when my son, Michael, was playing out in our yard and uh, um, my nephew was over, his cousin. They're, they're about the same age and they were just kind of playing around. But for some reason, someone gave a aluminum, an aluminum bat to my nephew and he started swinging this aluminum bat. And, uh, and of course, you know what probably is going to happen here. He swings it and Michael was too close and he just hit Michael on the back of the head. And, uh, and Michael, you know, falls down and he's crying and I grab him up. And I'll tell you what, what rose up inside of me, man. I was so mad at this five-year-old, four-year-old little boy. And it wasn't his fault. He didn't know any better. But again, it was that protective instinct that just kind of rises up inside of us. So I saw this, this picture on Facebook recently. We're going to show this to you. And uh, it's just that picture. And I loved it because it has this dad holding his child and just kind of taking the arrows, you know, protecting his child. And that's what happens. That's what, we, what happens as parents is that we take, we take a bullet for our kids. And we've probably heard many of the, the stories of when a parent would like you know rush into an attacking dog to save their child or rush out into traffic to try to rescue their child at, at, not even in any regard to their own safety 
It's this protective instinct. It's one of the benefits of having parents is that you have parents who have this protective instinct. Now, if you're a teenager today, you may be wondering, is there really any benefits to having parents? And, and let me just assure you, yes, there are. There are many benefits to having parents. I remember when I was a teen, my parents, I didn't realize it or appreciate it maybe at the time, but my parents paid for my, my auto insurance. My dad hired me in his business and taught me how to do construction. And I don't know that I was really good at it, but he still trained me. And those are skills that I've been able to carry with me my whole life. And then my mom, of course, uh, you know, made it dinner every day, made sure we had groceries and did my laundry. And, and I'll be honest, I don't remember her ever complaining. So there are many, many benefits to having parents. So just, just hold that thought for a moment. We are uh, in a new series. We started it last week. It's called Identity Theft taking back what the enemy has stolen. And it's a message series about the, um, the importance of understanding our identity in Christ and knowing that we have an enemy that has lied to us and has uh, distracted us into not really understanding what our identity is in Christ. So I'm super excited about this series. Here's our key verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So as followers of Christ, we gain a new identity. And last week was our Easter series. And we talked about the fact that Jesus was victorious over the grave. And that he reigns in victory today. And that when we become a follower of Christ, we identify with Christ's victory as well. And we become victorious. We become champions as well. And so if you missed that message, I just encourage you to go back and uh, find that on our Facebook page or on YouTube and uh, take some time to watch that. But today, today we're going to be talking about our identity as children of God, our identity as having a heavenly father. So our scripture will be coming from John chapter one, and you can turn there if you would like. It's the fourth Gospel, we get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the beginning of the New Testament. And each one of those uh, books is a, an eyewitness view of what happened when Jesus was alive. So it's messages or the stories about Jesus's life. So this book was written by one of uh, Jesus's disciples. His name was John, and uh, he was known as the beloved disciple. In the beginning of this chapter, it starts out and says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Um, and it's basically talking about Jesus, that Jesus was with God from the very beginning. And then it goes on to say that the word became flesh and dwelt among men, which means that Jesus came down to earth and was born here and walked among us. And then we're gonna be reading uh, verse 12 today. Let me read that. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children of God. God calls us his children, which means that he is our father. And we're going to be talking about that today. So today's message is titled Royal Identity, Stepping Into Our Inheritance. And it's one of our identities um, here 
as children of God. And so we're going to talk about that today. I have a couple of points that I'd love to give to you, and you can fill these in if you print out your handout or take some notes. But let me pray first, and then we'll get started. So God, we come to you, Lord, and we pray that you would open up our ears to hear from you. And Lord, we invite your Holy Spirit to be in the midst of us, Father. Your word says where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. So we invite your Holy Spirit to enable me to say the words you want me to say and that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, so that we can hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, a couple of points for you today. When we become part of God's family, first of all, we inherit certain rights. We inherit certain rights. Going back to our, our verse, verse 12, it says, He gave the right to become children of God. So we have a right to become children of God. We have certain rights. We have certain privileges. Now, here's another scripture that goes along with it, which I think helps quite a bit. It says, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. He's also made you an heir. So in Bible times, inheritance was kind of a big deal. And so if you were uh, going to inherit your father's um, treasures, that was a kind of a big deal to be an heir of, of all of those treasures and all of those possessions. And in fact, you didn't have to wait for your father to actually die. There's, there's a big uh, uh, belief in that time that you have everything that your father has. If you read the, the story of the prodigal son, the elder son is kind of complaining to his dad, and his dad says to him, son, everything I have is yours. Meaning you don't have to wait until I die. You have everything that I have. Well, that's true for us as children of God. We have all um, rights to everything that God has. We have this inheritance, and we have this inheritance now when he calls us children of God. But I'll tell you what, so many times in my life, and maybe in yours as well, I live more like an orphan trying to earn, you know, those rights. When in fact, when we become children of God, we receive those on that day. So there is a, uh, another verse I want to read to you. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. It says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And Abba, Father is a very personal, we cry out, Papa, Father. We cry out, Dad, you know, which is very personal to me. It's just to call someone Dad. You know, I have my father here on earth. I call him Dad. And that's a kind of a personal thing. That's what we get when we become sons and daughters of God is we have that personal relationship with him. That's part of our inheritance well, I want to talk to you about a book that I've read, and uh, it's written by Leif Hetland called Call to Rain. And uh, it's a great book about our inheritance, about our uh, identity as sons and daughters of God. And I had the privilege of seeing him actually speak and talk about this at a conference back in 2018 uh, at the Urbana Vineyard out in Illinois. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of day two or day three of the conference. 
it was a morning session and Leif came out and he had these three chairs out on the stage. It was kind of a strange thing, but he had a, a chair on the side here, which represented sons and daughters. He had a chair in the middle, which represented orphans. And he had a, a chair over here, which represented the lost. So both of these chairs represented uh, children of God. All right. But they had different mentalities. And then this one represented those who had not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so they were the lost. And he was talking about the three different chairs. And at one point in his, uh, in his talk, he would walk over behind the chair that represented sons and daughters. And he would explain, this is what it means. This is what it's like to be a son and daughter of the king. And then he'd walk over to the, the chair in the middle and he'd talk about, well, this is what it means to have the mindset of an orphan and how they're, he was contrasting those. And I'll tell you what, as he started going back and forth, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. And, 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 and he would stand behind this chair that represented sons and daughters, and I would just start to cry. And then he'd move over here, and I'd be kind of okay. And then he'd go back to that chair, and I would just start to cry again. And I'm like, man, Lord, you're, you're trying to speak to me. You're trying to speak to me. So I started taking some notes, and then just recently I was able to watch that video uh, message again, and I was able to take a few more notes. And I want to I want to share with you what God was speaking to me that day. So uh, here are the differences, some of the differences between having an orphan mentality and then having the mentality of being a son or a daughter. So first of all, an orphan lives towards acceptance, whereas a son and daughter lives from acceptance. So if you think about that, an orphan is trying to be accepted you know, and that's, that's what motivates an orphan is to try to be accepted. Whereas a son or daughter already is accepted and they live from that, from that feeling of being accepted, the confidence that you have in that. Here's the next one. An orphan lives towards love, whereas a son or daughter lives from love. And again, it's the same kind of a thing where an orphan is trying to, you know, be loved, whereas a son and daughter is living from that love that they have from God already. The next one uh, is an orphan has a lifestyle of work, always trying to, to please God, whereas a son or daughter has a lifestyle of rest, of rest, resting in the acceptance of God. And I will tell you, that was something I really needed to hear, really needed to hear that. A couple more, an orphan, it's all about the kingdom of self. You know, they're worried about themselves, taking care of themselves. Whereas a son or daughter is all about the kingdom of God. You know, it's all about the family business. What, what does God have going on? I want to be part of the, the greater family and what God has happening around us. Two more. An orphan many times is driven by fear, fear-driven. Whereas a son or daughter is driven by love. So... Just You can understand the difference of the motivators there. And then this last uh, couple of sentences is, I think, what kind of summarizes it all. It says, an orphan says, I do, then I have, and then I become. So I do something that causes me to have some type of status, and then that makes me something. I become something. That's what an, an orphan mentality is. But then a son or daughter says, I am. And because I am, because of who I am, I have. And because of what I have, I do. 
I mean, there's just slight differences, but man, it makes all the difference in the world. We need, as sons and daughters of God, to know that we are already accepted. We are already loved. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to search for it. We can actually sit over in this chair in, in God's kingdom and sit and rest and just be. You know, the term, I've heard this phrase, we are human beings, not human doings. You know, that's, that's not where we get our value. It's not in what we do. It's, it's in who we are. And as children of God, our value is in that, that we are simply God's children. And we can rest in his love. We can rest in his peace. We can rest in his acceptance. And we don't have to earn it. We don't have to earn it. So you can write this down if you'd like. As a child of God, my inheritance is secure. My inheritance is secure. There's nothing I can do to lose it. There's nothing I can do to gain it and, and, and fight for it. I don't have to because I can just simply rest in knowing that I am loved, that I am accepted. And then out of that knowledge, out of that, um, that acceptance, then I can be someone. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. So here's a question for us to consider today. And, and you guys can talk about this more if you're uh, going to be doing one of those phone calls after this message and, and talk about it. But what drives me more, the love of God or the fear of God? And you might have to do a little bit of soul searching to really dig down deep on that. What, what really drives you, the love of God or the fear of God? And I will tell you, the fear of God is a good thing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't fear God because we should. We should have a certain amount of fear and reverence and respect for God. But that shouldn't be what drives us. What should drive us is simply the fact that God loves us and accepts us. And out of that love and acceptance, out of that place, then we can simply be and, and also do. Okay, that's, that's my first point. When we become part of God's family, we inherit certain rights. Here's the second one. When we become part of God's family, we are no longer alone. No longer alone. And I'll tell you, this, this point hit me uh, today because of you know, I mean, just what's going on around us with this social uh, distancing and, and isolation that's happening. So many people are alone and not just alone. I mean, so many people are lonely and you know, there's a difference between that, right? We can be alone and not feel lonely uh, or we can be with people and actually feel lonely. But right now with all of this social distancing that's happening, it is causing so many people to be alone and to feel alone and to be lonely. You know, one of the things that uh, Rose and I have been blessed with is kind of a large family. We have five kids and, um, you know, four of them live around here. And so, you know, in this social distancing, we can still be part and be close to our immediate family. So our kids have come over, you know, several times and we've had dinner together, played games together, hung out together. And it's been really, really helpful. There's, there's a lot of benefit to having family. But I, I know some, some friends of mine who um, their family live far away. Uh, I was talking to one young adult and she said to me the other day, uh, she said, you know, I've been alone in my apartment for two or three weeks now and I haven't seen or touched another person. So I gave her an elbow bump. You know, we did one of those, you know, you do a fist bump and then go wash your hands or whatever. But I'll tell you what, um, 
it's just an incredible time, unlike any time I've ever seen before. So this concept of being alone is, is a big deal. But let me read our scripture, John 1, 12. It says, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, there's many scriptures that talk about being a child of God, but this one says children of God, which implies that there is more than one. And I love that word. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Plural, says the Lord Almighty. Sons and daughters, it implies a large family. And honestly, that is the case. When you become a follower of Christ, you become part of a larger family. I mean, a much, much larger family. Now here at Lighthouse, we have these, these uh, smaller groups, which are part of our closer family. But then we also have, you know, Lighthouse Church, which is, you know, kind of a larger family. And then we are part of the Vineyard Movement of Churches. And there's uh, several of those in our area. So that's even a larger family. And I meet with those different pastors pretty consistently. And we talk about things that are going on in our area. And then that's our area. And then that's part of the, the national and international vineyard movement. And not just vineyard churches. I mean, there are thousands of good churches around this, this planet that we are part of. So when we become a child of God, we are adopted into this huge, huge family. And nothing is more exciting to me than to be on vacation or to be somewhere else and meet someone who is a follower of Jesus. Because you have this connection and you know, hey, we're brothers and sisters. My daughter Anna lives in California and I was talking to her today. And, and she told me, she said, um, as part of her job, it's an essential job, but she has to go in a couple times a week and kind of staff the office. But she's the only one there. And so the UPS driver came in dropped off the package and he said, hey, before I go, is there anything I can pray for you about? And Anna immediately knew like this is, this is a, a relative, not a blood relative, but he was a Christian. And so they got to talk a little bit, pray together and he kind of went on his way. But how cool is that? Just knowing that we have brothers and sisters all around this world and we are not alone. We really are not alone in this whole thing. But I'll tell you what, there are many of us, I'm sure, that are listening to this, uh, this message today who feel alone. And I just want to make sure you understand you are not alone. And if you feel alone, please, I'm just begging you, reach out to me. Um, reach out to someone you know, maybe in your local church, or just reach out to me, message me, you know, on Facebook or YouTube, send me an email, call me, text me, whatever. And let's have a conversation because you don't have to be alone through this crisis. All right. We're all in this together. And I'll tell you, that's one of the, the huge benefits of being a child of God is that we are part of a large family. And, and I'll be honest with you, there are still a few crazy uncles in this family. There are. And if you don't know them, then you might actually be that crazy uncle. Just keep that in mind. But uh, we do have to learn to love and accept each other in the midst of this as well. But that is a huge benefit to being part of, a, of this larger family is to have the, all of these kids around us, brothers and sisters, and to know that we are never alone. So that's part of our identity in Christ. So two parts today. When we become part of God's family, we inherit certain rights and we are no 
longer alone. So my hope from today's message is that uh, uh, you feel accepted, that you feel loved, and that you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself and that you are not, you are not alone. Uh, But let me pray and then we'll be done today. So God, I come to you today and I thank you for every single person who was watching this message today. Lord, I pray that your love would just empower them, Father, that your love would fall upon them, that they would feel your acceptance, God. Man, Lord, and I pray that they would start to look around them and feel like they are not alone in this deal. They are part of a larger family. They are part of a a group of, of, of people who love each other and care for each other and look out for each other, Father. And Lord, if they need to make a connection, Lord, I pray that they would take that first step today that they would take that first step, that they would reach out to someone and let them know that they are feeling alone, Lord, because they don't, they don't have to feel that way. So Lord, continue, continue, Lord, to bind us together and keep us together even while we are physically apart. I pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks so much for watching today. I just, man, go out and be the church. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.